All right, welcome to today's podcast. Today's episode, we have my guy, William Taylor, a male companion from the land down under. I think you guys are going to like what he has to say. He's going to plug a lot of stuff. He's going to go specifically into the life of male companionship and give us a little knowledge. So without further ado, the 99 Problems Podcast with William Taylor. Next. We are live on the 99 Problems Podcast, and I'm honored to have William, a male escort from Australia. Man, how are you doing today? Doing well. Thank you for the invite. Well, what you guys don't know, or you probably heard us just talking about in the background, is this took a couple of times, but I appreciate William's patience. It has not been easy, but we are here, and we are clear, man. How are you doing down there in uh, Sydney right now? Uh, well, I'm actually Melbourne-based. Oh, Melbourne. Okay, my bad, man. How you doing down there, though? You're right. Uh, well, we're in the middle of COVID lockdown, so we're a little quiet at the moment. A bit restricted, but uh, life's pretty good. The sun's shining today. The is looking a little bit more upbeat, and uh, about to go for a big hike. Get some outdoor time. So what do you do with that outdoor time that you got? Uh, today, I am going for a walk along the Yarra River, which is a river that runs through our city. Oh, wow, man, that sounds lovely, man. I, I wish I had something remotely close to that, but see, I live in a landlocked area of Houston where we don't quite get that down here in Texas. Some of our cities have it, but not a lot. No, it's a beautiful little spot to be for a good sunny day. Well, typically what I like to do, William, is uh give you the floor to introduce yourself to the audience. Bear in mind, as you very well know, I have female clients who listen, so... <laughs> And uh, just tell us who you are, how you got into the life, and um, some things that you like to do when you're not in this part of the particular lifestyle. Okay. Uh, well, to start off with, I've been doing this for you know, five years now, I think. So I've been at it for a while, uh, a lot longer than most in the industry. Um, I started off doing this because I was starting another business and need a little bit of extra revenue coming in. Um was happily just ticking along with that. Then slowly this has built up into becoming my full-time thing and have been contently doing it ever since. Um, what else would you like to know? Oh, I got oh, I got a couple of questions here, man. I actually uh, was uh, 
was given some questions by a couple of female companions. So if you don't mind, um, I'm going to ask a couple of those before we get into this. One right. was specifically, um, what would you su- suggest for marketing for both male and female companions? Uh, so my marketing is quite a bit different, I find, to the female companions because I quite have a challenge of a lot of my market doesn't know I exist or are too shy to look for it. Where I find uh, male customers are a lot more used to discussing it, talking about it. They know where to look. They probably get bombarded with advertisement a lot more than the ladies would. So my marketing I generally would do is a little bit on Instagram, there's a little bit of so- social media stuff. If I can get in an article on newspaper or something like yourself to sort of broaden the, the market is where I go or aim for. Um, but my challenge is honestly just trying to find new customers because they've just never looked or never heard of the service before. Well, while you have a chance, before we go any further, man, plug the website. I've seen it. But maybe so there's my, a lady listening So my website is williamtaylor.com.au. So that's my main sort of form of advertisement. I probably also advertise on another one called Scarlet Blue, which is the main um, directory within Australia, I think. I'm not sure how far internationally it goes, but that's probably the best spot to find me. And I mean, I always like my introductions to either be done by a phone call and text. It allows us both to find a comfortable time to have a phone call or ask questions if you want to. Fair enough. And uh, when you're dealing with, when you said the, the phone call or text, is that part of the introduction, like because when we deal with female companions, right, it's typically email me and we start the screening process because in the United States, they're heavy, heavy on the screening. What's their process? If I'm a young lady trying to get a hold to you and book a date, what would be your preferred method that I do that? Okay. So one of the differences is it is actually legal for what we do here in Melbourne, um, completely legal. So like you don't have to be shy about asking or be sort of wary about what you ask. You can directly ask what you look for just to sort of put that one out there as a starter. Um, for a lot of my clientele, I quite often deal with someone who might be a little bit shy or intimidated by the whole process because it's most likely their first time. I deal with a lot of my clients who have never done this before and um, are just sort of broadening and trying a new thing. So I, I don't mind just a nice simple hello, um, ask a basic question and just start the conversation rolling. I'm never worried about having a few questions asked and uh, talking about more as it sort of comes through, any questions they have or any anything they feel hesitant about. So the big thing, what I'm gathering is with the ladies, it's getting them to open up because there is this level of, oh, my God, it's my first time, and just getting to know who you are as the person first. Yeah, so, I mean, obviously – for most of the ladies, I would say if they had a for them to have a fun experience, they have to feel safe, comfortable, nice and secure, and enjoy the company of the person. I mean, guys looking for an escort probably are a little bit more of looking for the porn star experience, I suppose. Sometimes they don't need to know as much. I mean, not saying the ladies don't also look for the porn star experience. That's very much in the basket as well. But a lot of my clientele want to feel comfortable and safe as well in that situation. So, Absolutely. like, building that little bit of rapport up at the start, I see is a very normal thing um, and always happy to do it. So, five years in, I'm sure you got some pretty interesting stories, mate. <laughs> uh, I've done a few things, yeah. <laughs> yep. 
Tell us about that first time when you ventured out and got that first ever client. So I originally started working for an agency. Um, uh-huh. And so the way they set up, they do a trial with all the guys. So they book a hotel. They have a client come through that they know. And we go. We get tested, auditioned at the start. Um, for me, it was at a hotel that on, honestly wasn't very far away from where I live. So it made a little bit more nervous being such close to home. Um, and I was very hesitant about whether getting into it. I mean, um, being nervous about being found out and all the, all the discretion of that end of my reason because I wasn't sure if I really wanted to go into it. But went ahead with it, got through, um, went into the hotel. We had to wait for the lady to come in, which I actually find is unusual. It's quite often I have the client will book the hotel and she will be there first. Um, I actually had a really good time with the girl. So it was a nice little experience. Um, she was a great person to start with, a very easy clientele. Um, so probably got introduced to the, the business quite nicely. Got a great review and worked for the agency for about another two years after that. Good. Yeah. So it sounds like she was pleasant. Is, was, she, was she considered a one-off or has she seen you since? So she actually only ever did the trials with the agency. That was her thing. So I've never seen her again since. Hmm. Well, so she had a fun, fun little thing. That's what she liked doing. Nothing's wrong with that. I, I'll be honest with you. You know, as you know, with gentlemen, um, we pr- prefer when we go for female companions, quite often a lot of us will do one-offs. So right now a, a big push is being made for the gentleman, because, especially because of COVID, right, to uh, – yep consider the possibility of having long terms. Are you a fan of one-offs or are you a fan of, you know, having an established clientele? I would have to say I'm more of a fan of having an established clientele. Um, and I probably always have had a reasonable established clientele. Um, there is probably not as big a market out there for male escorts as there is for female escorts. So um, predominantly I, I would say, Two-thirds of my work is repeat work, repeat clientele versus uh, new clients. And see, that's how you know you're good at what you do because I know in a very small market, as you mentioned, the benefit is you are who you are and they know who you know. However, yep. if you're if it's you and several other gents, then y'all are competing for the, the same crowd and you're like, like you just said, you know, I want to get my name out there and get more viz. And I was asking when I asked the first time, because we had to record the show twice, I asked the, uh, the client, I was like, so would you consider like male companionship to be more international or locally based to where you are? You know, specifically, would you consider yourself more uh, Aussie based or are you willing to travel and meet ladies all over? Are you an international lover, if you will? Uh, so I would go, most of my work has always been based here in Melbourne in Australia. Um, I've probably only just gotten to the last year where I've actually sort of spread out and gone a little bit further than Melbourne and traveling across Australia. In saying that though, I quite often do trips with clients. Um, so I generally, I would say I probably do about six to 10 trips a year overseas, um, doing holidays to somewhere exotic. With a lovely lady. Man, this sounds like you have quite the adventures. Uh, it's a good I mean, time. 
<laughs> What'd you say? There's been some good little times. Oh, it's a, it's, a, it's 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 been fun. Sort of uh, quite often, I'll take people out of their comfort zone a little bit. So people have got to travel to places where they've never wanted to go, or don't feel comfortable traveling as a single female. So and, now uh, that I got to ask this one question because as it relates to what you just said. So I'm the young lady and I, I found you and I'm good to go. What are you requiring for me to send you in order to do an international trip like that? Like what would, what are the credentials I would have to have? Uh, for an inter- if, for, if I've never met you to go straight into an international trip, I generally right. have always met the ladies in person before it gets to that stage. Um, if it was a new client to come through, um, I generally would require all my travel fees paid for and a deposit on the trip, depending on where we're going. Uh, then I would also require just some personal details to just know that you exist and you are someone that I want to meet. Might also have a little couple of phone chats just to make sure you feel comfortable because if we're going away to spend a week together, you kind of want to know that you want to hang around with me for a week and I kind of want to know that I want to hang around for you for a week. Now, I got to stop you there, William. You said a week, not a day, not a 24. Now, <laughs> I had to <laughs> – I'm laughing because I know some ladies out here who would kill for a week getaway. What is that rate like, man? Uh, generally, I charge 14000 for the week. Did you say 14000 Uh Yes. My goodness. I would ask about your clientele, <laughs> but for 14000 there isn't much conversation to have, is there? <laughs> Yikes. Um, okay, so I just got a question, as, as literally as the phone cut off, because that right there will spark someone to ask. If I'm a young, dashing buck, and I'm hearing this, and I just heard 14000 for a week, and I'm like, you know, I could possibly do this here in whatever state I'm in the United States. What advice would you give me? To get into the industry or to the fact that you think you can get into the industry? Both. Actually, both. So I would have to go, it's one of the hardest industries to initially break into. Um, for me, I once I was semi-developed, it was um, it was hard to go from that stage of still working a little bit to of my other job and this and balancing the both out. And hence, I became the full-time escort because this obviously had better earnings and I had better flexibility. Um, but it was the biggest challenge was probably also building up um, an established reputation. So as I said before, it comes with a lot of trust in this exercise. Um, so the women have to be able to usually like to see a few reviews, know that you're a nice guy. Um, and that they'll enjoy your company as well, and they like to be able to read that from other people's reviews. A lot of these women will do a lot of research before even picking up the phone the first time. Now, you know I'm on your website right now, right? (laughs) I need you to do me a solid, uh, because I know what girlfriend experience is, or at least I think I do. I've been uh, a client for 20 years in America, but I have no idea what boyfriend experience is. What is the definition of a boyfriend experience, William? Look, I would go, you're uh, 
getting someone to make you feel special is probably the, the prime part of that one, if you had to summarise in a short sentence. Um, I don't really have any differences. Like, I know a lot of the ladies working will have varying services. Yes, Mine is basically an all-inclusive package. I mean, I don't do anything crazy and freaky too far, if that makes sense. <laughs> it, it does. <laughs> there, 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 is a, there is a little bit of kink in my life, and I find it's generally a nice level for most people. That sort of sums it up. Um, but for the boyfriend experience, I mean, you're going to get generally it's, I find women would like to be focused upon. So center of attention for the night. If we are out for dinner, doing something, you're going to have someone who's quite attentive. So I like being quite communicative and chatty. Um, we can talk about just about anything. I find sometimes my clients don't have anyone they can really open up to. So we might talk about, um, some, a new sexual experience or something wanting to explore, and it's something they can, someone they can comfortably open up to at any level. Um, what else would you like to know? Boyfriend I experience. Mean, <laughs> well, I guess I would ask because you mentioned the porn star experience. Have you ever had someone go, you know what, just just do whatever you want with me? Uh, look, I would I would go yes. Um, not so much. I wouldn't go the porn star experience. It's that animalistic desire they want which is probably a little different um it's like feel so hot that you can't keep your hands off them sort of experience (laughs) that that would come under the boyfriend experience you know (laughs) i gotta admit that that's that's uh I didn't see that coming. And I normally have a follow-up for everything, but you threw me off right there, man. You really did. Uh, describe your typical clientele. Um, so typical clientele would range from mid-30s to late-50s. So quite a broad mm-hmm. spectrum. Um, being older, being younger. Um, generally quite successful in life. Quite often have overcommitted a little bit more to work than their personal life. So are then looking to branch out that way. Um, sometimes divorcees, sometimes always single in life, sometimes just looking to have a little bit of fun. Sometimes married? Yep, sometimes married as well. <laughs> now, obviously, you know, and I, I don't have to tell you what you already know about how many married gents are on the other side of that. When you deal with married ladies, or is there more of an open, you know, this is the thing I have going on, my husband's fully aware of it, or is it much like with the gents where it's like, I need discretion at all time? And I assume it's always discretion, but particularly yep. because there may not be a gent or a husband on the end who may not be aware. Yep. Um, look, I mean, probably goes both ends of the spectrum. I mean, women are exactly the same as men. Right. Um, so you get that broad end of the spectrum. Some are very honest. Most will tell me what their situation is. I mean, I'm very not judgmental in any sort of Thank situation. Um, so, like, it doesn't worry me. I mean, I I look at section and affection as a very important thing in life, and a lot of these people are, are missing out on that in their life or have a have a need they want satisfied in that area. So, I'd prefer someone to be getting that and feeling feeling fulfilled than sort of be unhappily at home. That sort of makes sense. It does make sense. It really does because I'll, I'll be honest, and I'm sure if you didn't see it, I actually am a 
very much a, a married client. And oftentimes I want to see if there's like ladies on the other side doing the same thing and what their experiences are. So it's interesting to know what you just said, because my assumption was, and for anyone listening, yes, we are, you know, you don't know. So you ask is that, you know, a majority might be single or like you said, successful. And this is just the thing, but it's nice to know that they're asking married ladies to reach out too, because we're not alone. Right. Yep. Look, I mean, the old saying, there's, there's nothing a man can do that a woman can't do, and it goes in all sorts of ways. <laughs> Absolutely. Man, that, that's refreshing. Do you consider yourself face out? Because on Twitter, you're not face out. No, I've always tried to keep my um, uh, self sort of discreet, um, mm-hmm. mostly because a lot of my clientele, where you ask for discretion, it's usually relating back to work, is a lot of women have a hard time being successful at work and being female. And I think for them being caught in the situation of seeing an escort might be detrimental to their career, which is kind of a sad thing where I think men definitely can get away with a little bit easier. All right. So as I've told William and you guys are listening to, I'm snooping around on all his web pages and I have stumbled across his blog. Ladies, just so you know, William's got a little bit of everything. So if you do not know it, he's going to plug that website again. Any questions you might have, he has an answer for to include escorting through COVID. What is your advice for both ladies and gents who are companions on how to escort through COVID? Well, the one I'm going to go with at the moment for us, uh, it has actually been banned for the moment. So as I said before, it was it is legal in, in Victoria, but currently during to COVID, we're actually banned from doing it. So I'm off the market until we're at a level four restrictions for any any clients, if that makes sense. No, it does. Um, we were on lockdown for many states, but this isn't legal here anyway, so for us, it's like, oh, well, you know. Yep, life doesn't change. Um, look for that. I mean, I hope everyone well, but, I mean, that's sort of my point on it. I mean, I would hope everyone is doing the correct thing of trying to be respectful. If you're unwell, to stay home, do all that. Um, but also, I would also go to the other end of the spectrum and, like, I would reach out to people. I mean, a lot of people are suffering at the moment for being lonely or depressed. And I mean, part of my job, which I really enjoy, is cheering people up and making people happy. Absolutely. So like, if you, if you need to reach out, you need someone to chat to, I'm always here, always pop a phone call, pop an email. I'm always happy to chat. And I don't ever charge for a lot of that stuff. Um, so reach out, say hello perfect time for that over via an email if you ever want questions asked or do anything not busy at the moment so i've got time to answer anything you want have you ever had a gentleman attempt to book you just for like a debrief session or just to have another bud to talk to <laughs> oh the lads are always funny uh yeah i probably <laughs> i would go over half my inquiries are men um which i don't service men just to put that one out there um and yeah, they, they can be quite entertaining sometimes. Some of the guys have great humor. Some of the guys are very forward. <laughs> but, <laughs> you guys can hear them laughing. You know, you got to share a story, man. You can't do that. They're going to want to know why you were laughing. I got to explain that on this end. So what's going okay, on? Tell uh, me something you've heard. Okay. So one of, the, one of the ones that I always laugh at is I had a gentleman, probably when I first started putting my personal website up, 
when I went pro- as a private escort. He w- was trying to hire me for, for him to give me a blowjob. And oh. since then, it's kind of been, I haven't replied. I said no politely, come through. And then every now and again, he pops back up with a slightly higher offer of, will you let me? And you so know it just always makes fun. <laughs> you know I got to ask, have you been uh, fortunate enough to get a dick pic if that's the case? No. No, I haven't actually. I'm surprised by that. I've ne- yeah, never thought of that. I would have thought I would by now, but well, you know, <laughs> you know, because I, because I, I've um, and I, I'm angling some uh, an actual gay male escort. He has not got back to me yet, yep. and um, he is uh, he constantly tweets about the way that that lifestyle works and how the difficulties is for a, a gentleman to do a screening form. And you, you see the females on, on online, and they tell you that all the time. But he's experiencing this, and it's been like the amount of trepidation that he receives because a lot of guys are like, let's just do this. And yeah. for you to say that, you know, this guy's like, hey, hey, man, I'm here. You know, yeah. that's interesting. Just keeps popping up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, most of the time, some of the, some of the things are quite funny. A lot of the go, I, I don't know what it's like over in the States, but the Aussies, the boys can be quite cheeky here. So. It's, uh, it can be entertaining sometimes seeing the messages come through. I can only imagine that. I can only imagine. Have you met any of the other, uh, any of your other coworkers? I shouldn't say coworkers. Any of your other, um, how do I put it? I'm looking for that term. Fellow male coworkers. Coworkers. Uh, coworkers. Let's use that. So I haven't actually met many. Um, I've met a couple recently. I've just sort of just started branching out. For most, for most of my career, like I said, I've kept it quite private. Um, it's probably only been the last 12 months where I've made a bit more of an active stance to go seek out other people that work in the industry. Um, the one I actually did was one of the first ones, which was a great fun night, was I went over to an industry awards night over in Sydney last year um, where they gave out prizes for just about everything and anything in the industry and got to meet a lot of people in the industry that night. But in saying that, it is predominantly ladies working in the industry, obviously. So I think in a huge room, there was probably one-third guys and only a handful of them would have been workers. When you say industry, are you talking about adult entertainment or the actual sex work to include companionship industry? Uh, that was the whole adult entertainment industry. Because I had so many qu- you know, <laughs> I was like, they actually, they actually have awards for this. Okay. You know, well, I, to, to, to have a funny story, I actually made a mistake. Is I got, uh, I registered in one awards, and not thinking, and having a little bit of a, having a bit of a moment, um, bought tickets to an awards night, and didn't realise that there is actually two awards nights in Australia for the adult industry. Really? Yep. Hmm. So, uh, yeah, we get into it. <laughs> Y'all really do. Yeah, I mean, we we have the, the awards in Vegas, which I'm sure you guys have seen even now and there, and that's that's a pretty big deal. But as far as the companionship side, not so much. But we do have other things, which I'm going to get into. Um, have you ever been broached or approached for like something like an OnlyFans or content creation? Um, I'm actually dabbling with the idea at the moment. Um. If you, if you looked over my social media, though, I'm terrible for being consistent with content. So, like, I'm a little wary with um, 
going on OnlyFans, but I've thought about it. Um, for me, I also don't want to, one of the things I find weird about it is I don't want to have to approach other women as in here, I want to sleep with you for other sex workers. Cause I know they get hassled with that for people coming up for free. So I have been approached a couple of times to do it with other people, but that was before I uh, seriously considered the idea. Now, man, the man is going to tell you and my listeners who know me, they know I'm very secure. This is a very strikingly handsome man. So the natural assumption is he's out in town. I'm painting the scenario because I want to see how he answers this. You're out in town. You're having a beer with your mates. So you're, you know, at the bar, you know, doing your thing. And a young lady sees you and acknowledges this as she approaches you. Are you William the male escort at that point? Or are you just William? Uh, I would be just William. Yeah, I would never... I would never project myself as a worker while out in public if someone approached me. Um, unless it was at a particular show or an event or something. But I I would probably say, say most women would be actually a little bit insulted if I projected like a business card at them at that point. Really? Mm, yeah, you know, it's interesting I, because a lot of ladies freestyle out here. And then that's a yep. term I learned recently and like in a heartbeat, like at the airport, you know, the restaurant's just like, oh, hey, and they're like, hey, I have a card. Or airdrop you my details. Yep. Yeah, and mm. that, that I would say is probably the difference in the industry. Men are quite used to having women approach them and be in that very business-like situation where women probably experience it's more like, here, I'll come over, I'll buy you a drink first, and then we'll chat. So, yeah, quite a different dynamic. Very interesting. And again, because he's going to plug this website. You got to see this guy. It's not like he's – I'm sure this happens more frequently because William's very modest. <laughs> I'm sure it happens a lot. And the, the fact that, hey, you know, you see him out in town, grab a beer with your mate. That's pretty cool, William. It really is, man. Because yeah. So I got to tell you, um, one of my first experiences in this life, I was actually in Las Vegas. and. Yep. I thought for sure this was the awesome thing. I connected with this beautiful young woman and I gave her my number and she walks off and she shoots me a text and I'm thinking, great, we're going to continue to talk. And it was all of her rates right mid yep. there. <laughs> yep. So there you go. What's something new today? Yep. Well, William, I'm gonna, go ahead. Okay, keep going. You're fine. I was going to say, well, I'm going to, ease the questions back off the profession and, and ask some questions so we can get to know William the guy because obviously we can go all day on the job and I know that, like you said, man, you have the blog, the website, the social media presence. It is clear to anyone looking that William is out here projecting for an obvious reason, obviously to build clientele and get those connections started. So if a young lady were asking about William the, the man, what are some things William like to do as far as like just being around, like you said, walking and hiking Tell me about the music scene. Are you a fan of the music, live music, or yeah, sit at home? Yeah. Happy, happy to go see music, concert shows. Um, I'm a bit of a big theatre fan as well. I probably go see most of the shows that come through Melbourne when I can. I'm renowned to occasionally see one twice if it's good. Twice. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's been there's been a couple. Of, Melbourne has a really good um, live theatre scene. 
So it's really great to uh, live around here. And the Fringe Festival as well, another another one of my little favourites when it's come through, or the Comedy Festival. The Comedy um, Festival? Yeah, oh, Melbourne Comedy Festival. Check it out. It's really good fun. Oh, man, I'm, I'm going to, when we get off of here, trust me, I, I, I like comedy of all. I don't care where it comes from and how I get it, so absolutely. Yeah, lots of, lots of Aussie comedy, and uh, you'll enjoy Aussie comedy. It's funny. <laughs> I see, man. What kind of shows are you getting into down there? Uh, I'll go watch anything. Um, what was the last one I would have seen? Been a while because we've been basically shut down for most of this year. Um, wasn't uh, Boots? Uh, Kinky Boots was one of the last ones I saw. I'm trying to think. There was something between that. But I wouldn't have seen a show because nothing's been open here for since basically February for any of the fun stuff. Um, but yeah, musicals, I've seen like Miz. Um, I saw Aladdin, that came through a little while ago. A really good one was if it comes back again, if you guys get it in because it's from Canada, was Babu, Babu, yeah. um, which was like basically a whole heap of Canadian Mounties doing Circus Soleil sort of stuff, which is really impressive seeing this big, big, massive guys being thrown around like most drop balls. <laughs> Um, yeah, always oh, yeah. Go see a few. There's there's a big music scene here in Melbourne. Um, there's a few little clubs around here. One of the last ones I would have seen was when Glass Animals came to town, which is more of a oh, electronic DJ uh, sort of scene. We went and saw. I had actually had Elton John here as well recently. Um, who else? I'm trying to think. It's been such a long while since I've seen any music. Kind of disappointing. <laughs> well, what I'm gathering is, if I were a young lady, you clearly like to go out and have social dates and social outings because the fact that you can rattle off all of that is very telling. Yeah, I, I like being out and about. I love my food as well. So, if you, if you want a restaurant or enjoy your food, I'm your man. <laughs> what particular foods do you like, my man? You're talking to a big guy here. Come on now. Oh, like I mean, I go. My hands down favorite is Thai. Always love Thai food, but just about anything Asian. Um, love my Italian pastas. Go Middle Eastern as well. Get a good couscous dish is like spot on. Can't go wrong with a steak. Just about anything. Oh man, a steak! My God! Oh my God! Are you cooking these meals as well, William? Or are you like, let's go to this fine restaurant? Uh, I would say I probably. Well, I cook a lot at home but I'd even cook for a client probably about once a month at least. So depending what you, depending what you like, my last one I did with a client where she did handmade ravioli. She taught me that one, uh, made that up in the uh, kitchen. That was like perfect, but she's like proper Italian. So knows all the nice tricks. Well, you're setting the scene here, man. I don't know if you caught that. So a young woman, who books could potentially have a dinner that you cook, a boyfriend experience. I don't even know. Are you massaging as well? I throw on a good massage. Wow. Ladies, I hope y'all are hearing this. So William, I don't even know if this is even a package on his web on his website. It probably is. I just didn't catch it. So I, 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 I wouldn't even throw this. This is what I just consider under the, the normal booking. So, like, it is your time's your time. Wow. 
Are you in any any good wines these days, or is it straight brown and white liquors? Uh, no, I I probably dabble it a little bit in everything. So I would probably go if we're drinking in the afternoon, I'd be a beer man. But if we're talking like a nice steak or pasta, give me a red wine. If we're out for a fun little night of theatre, like throwing a couple of cocktails. Like I love a good whiskey too. Hmm. See, Williams, Universal. He'll give you anything you need, right there. And he's outdoorsy, <laughs> and he likes to go to the theaters. That, my friend, is a well-rounded companion, if ever I have known one by definition. So, given everything you just said, what do you think are some of the challenges with some of the ladies coming out to actually find you and book you, please? Biggest challenge I would always go is making that first initial step to send in the first initial email or text. And I've actually got a little comment on that on my webpage. Um, basically saying just if you ever get to that point, take the first step, just say hello. Hello, and I'm interested in finding out more about William, if you want. Um, and that's all you need to send on the first one. I don't buy it. I'm happy to chat more, but just to get the conversation going. I don't care if it doesn't go anywhere. I'm never... Never worried by that because I know how much of a big step it can be for that first little first little step. After that, challenges might be is where do we go? What do we do? And that is totally to what you feel comfortable with. So, I mean, the pace we move at, um, I've recently just brought on, I just offer cuddles. So, it's a guaranteed no sexual sort of advancements through there because some people can be a little hesitant on that pace. But you can go through the stages of we can meet for a coffee to start with for a quick 20 minutes, half an hour, so you get to know who you're talking to. We then can go out for a nice little dinner. We then can, can progress through and have basically that nice dating experience to build up into it. See, that's, that's pretty laid back, and I see that. Um, when you walk them through and they finally feel comfortable and they're at that point, how would you describe the nerves that you're that you're witnessing right in front of you? Like when they finally meet you at the restaurant or the bar or the social location? Or do you find yourself like in a more coaching, guiding them into relaxing, or is it more of after a couple of drinks? We're like mates that we've known each other for years. Look, I, I would say there's there's probably always a little bit of guidance, but I mean, I generally don't like seeing like a, a drink or two is enough at that stage. I don't like seeing anyone get too, too messy from the start because I want you to oh, enjoy yeah. the experience and not feel sloppy. Um, but I mean, in saying that, I do get, I do watch that because some people will have one, two, three, four, five drinks very quickly through nerves. But I mean, I generally find I can comfortably talk to most people, just about anyone, and be quite open about it. So like, being able to discuss what's going to happen, and we, we can lay out a bit of a game plan if you want. Of, to make you make them feel safe and where they want to go and what they want to get out of it. Because probably what people want to get out of it is what varies quite differently between. Um, you'll get some people who almost want to go to the porn star experience of like, let's meet, in a, let's meet in a fun little hotel, wham, bam, have a great time, get back out again. Or you go to the other end of the spectrum that someone might want to be wine, dined, felt very special and have a beautiful little evening. Neither's... neither's um, my preference, just whatever the client enjoys. Because you offer a very relaxing experience. And ask me how I know you offer a very relaxing experience, William. 
Say that again, sorry. I said, it's because you offer a very relaxing experience. And ask me how I know you offer a very relaxing experience. How, how do you know that? Because <laughs> I'm reading your testimonials. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the young lady from New York had quite the fetching compliments, my man. It's <laughs> <laughs> been some very, very nice words. I'd, I'd have to say that's been one of the most rewarding things about doing the job is like there's stuff that's written on my page for what people have said, but some of the comments of what people have said of what they've got out of spending time or being able to explore or open up or do something they've um, never felt comfortable doing has been one of the biggest life-changing moments I've had with doing this work, if that makes sense. No, it does. It, it most certainly does, man, because, yeah. you know, you have over here, we have a, a review board population. And if you're some of my older um Podge was hearing me talking about the review board culture as it relates to female clients or uh, companions, right? So it's a love-hate relationship with that because on a review yeah. board, sometimes that can determine your livelihood. And I don't have to tell you that, right? I don't. Yeah. I know you know that. So to see the multiple <laughs> if you guys see his testimonials and they're all written differently, so it's not like he paid someone to write on them. Don't even go there. Clearly, there is a, a common theme amongst all the ladies. So I encourage you guys to check that out. So when this goes and he allows me to tag him in it, and you, you can see for yourself, he's established. You know, there's women strongly recommending him. And I know that has to make you feel good, man. Yeah, no, it's, it, but, but yeah, and it's just some, some beautiful things said, and yeah, it's been nice. So I have to ask because. These are things that, as a male client, I would never experience. But obviously, dealing with female clients, you may or may not have. Have you ever been with a woman, and unfortunately or fortunately, depending on how it's defined, she was experiencing her cycle and didn't catch it until right when that day started? Look, I would say it actually is probably more common than you realize. Um Part of the thing is obviously women go through menopause later in life and that can make the cycle a little bit more unpredictable. So obviously dealing with clients in their late 40s, 50s and 60s, um, it does happen. Um, it's something I probably would prefer not to happen as much as they probably prefer not to happen, but it is a part of life. And so we'll make the most fun of it as we can, if that makes sense. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I, uh, I actually saw... And um, a South African companion, and she wrote this whole process down about how there are ways in life. And I was like, I am sure as a dealt with this. And I guess the biggest thing goes back to what you said, you know, having the lady feel comfortable around you, even in that environment, right? Yeah. Yeah. And um, it, it happens. I mean, especially, I mean, as I said, I go traveling quite often for up to a week away. So if you're taking one week out of four in there, there's a good chance things are going to happen. All right. So, because I just got another question. I'm literally getting them left and right because my <laughs> DMs are crazy, man. And they, they're not they, – they, they won't even hear this for a whole other week and a half, two weeks, but still. So what has been your most successful marketing tool yet? Um, I would have to – so I, I don't have a huge marketing presence because I work quite a bit on repeat. So I've only ever had my website 
Um, and I've marked on uh, Scarlet Blue, which I'm now probably diversifying out a little bit further in my marketing. Um, and then I've just started using Twitter a little bit, but that's generally been enough for me. There you go. <laughs> All right, another question I just got asked. Um, would you be opposed to doing duos? And if so, would you do a duo with another male and a female? Would you do a couples thing where it's like me versus you, I'm sorry, and the couple? Or would you do another duo with a female companion, potentially? Uh, so I've actually organized all of those. Explain. Uh, um, what do we have? About a, well, it must have been about the start of the year. Organize another escort, a male escort to come along to join in with a lady. Um, so I've done that a few times. Um, I've organized female escorts come along. So I am probably a bit short on knowing many at the moment of the ladies to organize that, but I could probably organize it if someone was requesting it. Um, I haven't done the couple. Well, I did the couples things once. I organized another escort. We actually went overseas for that one. Um, spent some time over in your way. I saw that. <laughs> Explain your couple's experience. How'd that go? Um, it was a little bit interesting. We had ups and downs moments. So um, I think it was a challenge. The escort I'd brought overseas with me, she'd never spent a week with a client before or clients. And going headfirst into dealing with a couple as well is quite a challenge. So we had a lot of fun, but there was definitely a few testing moments as well. So maybe it wasn't my right choice for, for who to bring along with me, but it is also to spend a week with someone you don't know in a very intimate way is, is a bit of a challenge as well. And you know, that goes back to what we talked about, right, William? With the uh, just establishing that longer range and established clientele because they would know the chemistry, right? Yep. Uh, I've, I've still done a few longer bookings of up to a weekend with new clients. Generally, it goes very well. Um, but it's just still that arranging um, chemistry at the start as well. There you go. Which, which one of those do you prefer? You know, being solo with the couple, being, you know, duo with a female companion with a couple or with another male escort and a, a uh, female client? Uh, I wouldn't say I have a preference. I quite like having two guys and a girl. And the girl obviously being in the middle. Um, nice little kinky factor for me. Um, <laughs> the two girls thing, obviously, is most guys' fantasy, so I'm more than happy with that one as well. Not going to complain. Um, hey, couples I can, like Two couples I can find is a lot going on, and it is always trying to chase the rainbow of finding that perfect dynamic where everyone perfectly gets along between four people. Obviously, as you add more people, more people have to get along. Um, and yeah, it can be more of a challenge. Now, so I didn't even ask about that one set that you mentioned. And I'm not going to let you get away with that. You actually had a female-female-male situation. Yes. It's, you got to go into detail, brother. How did that go? I was a happy little man. I think the customer, the client was a happy little lady. Um, look, I mean, most women are open to trying it. Most of the time, if they're not, it's usually because they're not feeling comfortable or safe in their situation or 
feeling bold enough to try it. But I think predominantly a lot of ladies would either like to have tried it once or would happily try it again. It's just about making the situation good for them. Right. And just to go back to what we talked about, because i got to make sure I get to this, because safety and security is a big thing here. What are some things that you do to allow the clients to feel at ease and secure about you? I've read your testimonials, but for the ladies listening, what are some things that William will let them know to say, hey, I'm a safe guy, you're in safe hands? My, my, my biggest one I would always open with at the start is um, feel safe to say no or stop at any time. Oh, this is a, very much an experience about you and you enjoying yourself. I'm obviously comfortable and I'm comfortable with you saying no. So if the pace is moving too fast or even too slow, you can speak up and have that moment because one of the things that I would always hate to do in this is overstep a boundary, if that makes sense. It, it makes complete sense. So I see a scenario where before anything even happens, you're communicating effectively their goals, right? Yep. Yep. And, and, there yeah, is- and after that, I mean, generally things will flow. I mean, it's probably about making small amounts of contact. So I generally would not touch anything more than a hand first. I think small and then maybe a knee. And those little steps that are so cliche, but so welcoming as you go along if it is welcomed. Right, right. Right there is is that where the precipice meets the road because we've, we've walked it, as you can see, we built this up. So we've got from emailing William to the social date with William. And now we're discussing our thoughts and desires with William. I don't know if you caught that. I've been sneaking those in slowly just so you know, the ladies who are listening can get an idea of what this is like. So when this is done and we've, we've, we've done what we've done in an intimate setting, are we cuddling? Is that part of that too? Or is it more of a, you know, we're slowly transgressing to our separate ways kind of thing? What's been your experience? I'm sure there's been a little bit of both. So towards the end, um, look, one of my, one of my little tricks I would always say is, I like to not have it abruptly end at the end. So if I'm on top of watching my time, I generally will let you know a little bit earlier that it's coming to an end, just so it's not that ripping the Band-Aid off. But we'll be down to cuddling, a little bit of kissing, then it might be the off to have a shower together. I'm a big fan of finishing that way. I quite like having a lady in the shower, so it's a good little, little spot to finish. And we'll chat about it. We might discuss about where we're going next. If it's happening, I generally like the lady to bring that up first. I mean, I might allude to it, but I don't actually ever suggest catching up again. I like them to be in control of what happens next, and I don't ever want to push. Um, then it is usually a kiss from the door, and till next time. And that right there is the entire date. I like what you just said there. As a client we and I when I when you hear the interview with the with the female client you know I I mentioned that one would think that we identify more with male companions because in that scenario you want the woman to take the lead as a client 
But it sounds like you're doing the same thing as a companion, too. You want her to take the lead, right? Yep. Well, it's, 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 it's for what I do, it's always trying to find that balance because it's like you'll have a lot of women that may want to be led through the experience or like a man taking control. But you also have to give them something that they want as well. So it's a little bit of who's really in control. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you kind of want them to, to feel comfortable. And that's part of that process, too, because like over here in our screening, we have to send all this information to sell their, you know, sell them at ease. It's like, hey, we're safe. We're clean. And I, from listening to what you said, it's the exact same thing, but you're doing it literally face to face. And that's that's impressive, man. It really is. Oh, thank you. So in this process, when you're maneuvering through and you get that, how does it feel when you get that lady who comes back as the, your first repeat client? Like it's her first, she's already seen you once before and she's made that commitment to see you a second time. Uh, look, I generally would be very happy that she's enjoyed herself. It's probably the one prime one that I look for in that. Um, and usually I would consider to make sure that's what's motivating her. Um, but yeah, no, I, I like to know that someone's had a good time. Absolutely. Now, one stark difference I will point out, and I, if I'm wrong, please tell me I'm wrong, is a female companion can probably pull off two dates in a day. Yep. Maybe three. What is the most dates Williams had in one day? Look, I mean, I generally would see one to two clients a week at most. Um, maybe three. The busiest I've ever had was I had five clients in one night or one day. Um, and that was a very long day, but it was more um, I had clients from out of town come visit and it just had to be that day and so I was a little bit of scheduling I generally never schedule like that one would think that had to be a lot of work and effort were they all separate or did they all know each other um so there was no there's two new clients they were like the day started probably about 10 a.m in the morning um was a new client then then it was a couple then it was a couple of new uh, regular clients after that that were great fun. So, I salute you for being able to see five women in one day. I'm a little older. If I just saw two <laughs> today, that would take a lot of effort. I want to, for the gents who are listening, he didn't stutter. He saw five women in one day. It would have been it would have been a quiet day after the next day. I can tell you. <laughs> I imagine your dick was dead. <laughs> My goodness, five in one day. That froze me. <laughs> that really froze me. What are you, What is your experience with, like, because we didn't go into it, and it's like the, the water scene. Like, are you into, like, the ocean, the jacuzzi, things of that nature? You, see, you mentioned the shower, so clearly you like that. If a woman was like, you know, let's go to the jacuzzi and hang out and be intimate there. I imagine you don't have an issue with that either. Look, no, no, that's fine. Um, the only challenge I always find is using condoms in water can be a little bit of a challenge. Absolutely. Um, but other than that, no, I'm quite open to it. I'm not 
I like being outdoors in outdoor spaces and that sort of thing, but I'm not an exhibitionist in any way. So if there's a chance we're going to get caught, I'm totally shy. Um, but put me in an open field in the middle of nowhere where you can see 100 miles and there's no one around, that's my element. I love, I love a good little cheeky romp on a hike or something like that as well. That is a good little fun thing. You see, you see what he just did there, ladies? He snuck that in there. <laughs> He's been doing this all episode. <laughs> a little cheeky rump on the hike. You know, <laughs> have you had that? Hikes, yeah, definitely. Wouldn't be a good hike without one. <laughs> God, man, this guy, that's amazing. That is amazing. William, before I let you go, I would be remiss if I did not give you one more opportunity to just dispel some myths about the male companionship aspect, because this is first for me, though I've known some, I never really had a chance to interview some. So when you hear these myths, this is your platform. This is your stage. Part and parcels are also just put yourself out there. So the ladies know who you are, but to dispel the myths to make them enemies. Okay. So the myths, what myths are out there? Well, one thing I would go for most women is like, do your research. Absolutely. I mean, there are, there are reasons why the myths exist sometimes. Um, but a lot of the guys are, are do what they do and do what they do well. So don't be shy. Um, just ask questions. Don't be shy with that sort of people. If he's not going to answer questions, he's not your guy. There you go. Reading your website again, clearly William keeps himself up. He very the ladies have no issue saying that on his testimonials. Um, and the testing, you're regularly tested. Yep. Yeah, well, in Australia, legally, you have to be done well for the place you can legally work, you have to be tested every three months. Um, so I'm very diligent on that. Um, and I think one of the concerns that most of my clients have, so it's one of the things I'm very cautious of. There you go. And that, that matters for, I mean, all of us are in this community, one way or the other, operating. So, you know, you have a regular, you may have another gent out there who, for whatever reason, has seen that same woman. It really helps the community when everyone's tested and checking up and, and all of that. And even COVID, you know, because we touched on that, you know, you got to know your status. Yeah. Yeah. It's always better for the world. Absolutely. Well, man, we have approached an hour. When you count the time that this dropped. Um, <laughs> what you guys don't know is me and William have been going back and forth for the past couple of days. He is live in Melbourne, and I am live over here in a little small town in Texas. And it has been great having you on, man. And once again, plug the Twitter, plug the website, and plug some of the experiences. Thank you very much. It has been a great little experience. So if you feel like checking out more, drop into williamtaylor.com.au um, or you can drop me an email at hello at williamtaylor.com.au. Um, yeah, always happy to answer questions. Anything you want. I'm also happy to direct you if you have any other questions about other male escorts or anything you want because I like to see people happy and I want you to push you in the right direction. So you can ask me stuff if you feel like it's unsafe or unsure. Um, always just letting you on, send you in the right direction. Well, while I have William on the podcast, I'm going to let him know, like I know everyone else, admin issues, 
part of this podcast will be part of how you men the two Virgils. William out here, two Virgils is slaying for a hundred dollars. I'm giving I'm doing a giveaway at the end of the month. And if one of the people whose name I call out is so fortunate enough to hear that, they would have had to have heard heard one of the answers I asked you on this show that you provided as far as one of the questions and one of the answers. And I'll make that specific toward the end. So, ladies and clients, if you hear that and I don't even know what question I'm going to present, but I'm going to do it. And William was very direct. It might be what he was drinking. It might be the state of the testimonial. You know, I never really know. It might even be about that hike and what happened on that hike because William gave us enough detail. So with that being said, if you heard the podcast, then you will know. Thank you, William, for showing up and showing out and being an excellent host and working with all the technical issues that we had. Man, that was awesome. Well, thank you very much for having me on. It's been a great I little close, experience. Yeah. I close by saying what I always say. If you're having girl problems, I feel bad for you, son. And so does William. I have 99 problems, but this pot, it ain't one. Peace. Say good night, William. Good night, people. All right. Thank you, sir. If you're having girl problems, I feel bad for your son. I got 99 problems and a bitch ain't one.